Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. We're here with Christian Crom. He's the author of Humanification, Go Digital, Stay Human, How Technology Will Advance Humanity Towards a More Meaningful Future. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. You're here all the way from? The Netherlands. Excellent. Yeah. Congratulations. This is your first book. This is my first book. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have to say, as soon as I got it, the, the title grabs you. I feel like this is the kind of book you might see at an airport bookstore, and it really grabs you. Like, humanification, that's different. That's interesting. I want to hear more. I want to read more. Uh, what does it mean? What is humanification? Humanification, it's a word that I thought about myself. Um, it's about making technology and making uh, the companies and business more human. I think we are entering a new era in time where business have to be more human and technology should be more human. And that's the title all about. And okay. the book's all about it. So is it about uh, all of us constantly being engaged on technology, on our phones and computers and all that jazz? No, I think in the past years, um, people adapted to technology and technology becomes now so powerful that technology can adapt to us. Mm-hmm. So we don't ha- we can be ourselves. And uh, what also is happening is that technology is automating more and more uh, human needs. So it's pushing up upwards uh, towards our purpose uh, towards, I think, a more meaningful life. Ah, so you think that we're on the, like we, like you say in the title, we're on the path toward a more meaningful future because things are becoming more and more automated? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people are afraid. We, we see a lot of news about robotics and artificial intelligence taking away our jobs. But what actually is happening is that it's taking away uh, meaningless jobs and mm. it's giving away uh, purposeful or meaningful work. Um, I think that uh, it's a good thing, and but we have to go through a crisis to experience the next level. It's interesting you said that because I was having this exact conversation in my head with myself as I left the Midtown Tunnel out of Manhattan into, you're not from here, but leaving this island to get to another island outside the city. And they've gotten rid of the easy pass toll takers. It's no longer, there's no human interaction anymore. It's all done by a digital sort of wave and it it catches your car before there was the option to actually give cash to a a human being. And I thought, wow, all those jobs, what are they going to do now? But as you just said, you think that's a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of jobs will disappear, but Mm -hmm. nicer jobs will come back for it. Uh, I think more human-like jobs. Okay. Let's just take a step back, Christian. Tell us about the genesis of this book. It is a very interesting read, very unique where, where did this idea come from and why did you want to put this on paper? Yeah, um, it starts a long ago. I was an uh, entrepreneur for years. I had a company that helped large organizations to reinvent themselves, disrupt themselves, uh, come up with new ideas, new products, new services. And a couple of years ago, my daughter was born, Lika, and after a couple of months, we discovered that she had a very rare genetic disorder. Mm. We went to hospital, uh, she needs surgery right away, heart surgery, and afterwards things went really bad. Um, we found out that she had a rare disorder that was only five or six people in the world had the same disorder. Wow. And they all died within a couple of months after birth. So that same day we got a terminal diagnosis for a daughter and the hospital couldn't help her any further. Mm. Um, so after three months we took her out of the hospital and tried to find uh, a cure for our own, for our daughter to save her life. I did a lot of studies about health, how the human body works, more holistic way. 
What I found out is that the cells in our body are just like humans. Mm. They work together, they cooperate, and they find solutions for problems. Yeah. And they can only find uh, solutions for problems if they work in a coherent way with each other. Um, and the more I studied how the body works, the right. more I relations I saw with technology. Mm. And what I found out is that uh, living cells and biology follow a specific pattern in evolu evolution, and humans and technology followed exactly the same pattern, but on a higher level and a bigger scale. So I found out that technology was predictable, where it's going next, and I think that's very helpful. So I decided to write a book about it, and um, it took me a year to write it. Uh, a lot of research was done already before, and last year we launched it. And um, yeah, I think it's a book that can help a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, business leaders, uh, policymakers to predict what's coming next on a technology level, but also on a humanity level, and help them to anticipate to catch the next big wave of change. You mentioned the wave, and that's a lot of what uh, the book is about, because you talk about this idea of change happening so fast and you have to be ready and able to ride the wave. And we'll get into those a few of the, the seven waves in a moment, and we'll touch upon a couple of them. But you talk about uh, certain organizations like Uber and Airbnb that think like surfers riding these waves of digitalization and the change. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, change is coming in waves because people are very lazy. We mm -hmm. only tend to change if we feel some kind of pain. Right. Um, but these kind of companies, uh, are, they think and act like servers. They see a wave when it's coming and they jump on a wave on the right time. So they can leverage the power of the wave to make exponential speed. Mm -hmm. And that is how these disruptive companies, they call them, uh, are able to go so fast. And these companies, they use technology in their advantage. So traditional companies see technology or change as stress or right. experience stress and these companies see that wave as an opportunity they say okay when i'm on the right spot at the right time i can use that wave to my exponential speed and that's how they disrupt traditional industries so do you feel christian that there's more airbnb more ubers more linkedins more facebook's that we we don't know about yet who are about to sort of capitalize on the next wave of change yeah i think there are a lot of them that we still not see they are under, under the water level still right and i think within a couple of years or months they will uh, go above water level and they will disrupt entire industries i think there is no industry at this moment that is not being disrupted within five to ten years from now so it's big it's huge wow it's interesting so, i mean there's a you know, as you read the book, you talk about this parallel between the biology of humans and this, I guess, the biology of technology, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to speak, and, and the parallels between them. Um, I did want to get through, so you had said there were seven waves, right? Seven technology waves in a nutshell. Yeah. So out of the seven, where are we? We're in which wave? Uh, we are just coming out of wave five, the social media revolution. Okay. It started around 1998. Right. That um, gave us Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Google, and helped humanity to develop uh, ourselves on a cognitive level. And we're now entering wave six, and that's all about uh, learning. Mm. Um, machine learning, artificial intelligence in the cloud that helps humanity on a humanity level to learn in a very accelerated uh, way. It right. wasn't able before. So how much longer will we be in this wave? Is there a way of knowing? Every wave is shorter. So the last wave was about 18, 17 or 18 years. I think the next wave will be around 10 or 12 years. Oh. So it's much faster. It's going exponentially fast. So Okay. And I'm sorry, repeat, where are we within this wave? How far into it are we? We are just entering the sixth wave. Just entering yeah, it. Yeah, we see uh, big companies like Facebook, uh, Google, uh, IBM uh, already investing heavily, mil mil billions of dollars in these kind of technologies. Mm -hmm. um, but it's in early stages, but it's going really fast. So you mm. have to be aware. 
So let's just back up. I just kind of wanted to touch upon the other waves and how you, you know, just, were you deciding between other waves? Was it easy for you to pinpoint these? After a while, it, it, it did, yeah. Um, I started to do a lot of um, research in evolution, how biological organisms evolve. And what I found out was the first big wave in biological evolution was that cells started to develop some kind of um, um, language to mm -hmm. talk to each other and solve problems with each other. And the first big wave in evolution of biological evolutions was um, uh, multicellular life. Um, these organisms grow over time and they grow bigger and bigger and they, after a while they need some kind of digestive system or a vascular system to distribute all the or all the uh, nutritions and building blocks throughout the organism. Right. That made them grow even faster um, and they, at a certain level they need uh, an information network, so a nerve system. So I discovered that there are seven big waves in, in uh, biological evolution and every wave produced a different species. Right. Uh, so we have plants and then finally we have uh, ape types and, and, and human-like uh, organisms. And what I found out is that we, with our humanity, are going through the same waves. So our first big wave was we started to develop language and it was our agricultural revolution. So right. we start to gather and form civilization. The second big revolution was, from my opinion, is the industrial revolution, where we start to create a uh, digestive system, uh, large, large industries, but also a vascular system, so oil pipelines and an energy grid. And the third big revolution is about uh, the internet, uh, first right. the telephone, the telegraph. So it's the, it's the nerve system of humanity. Mm -hmm. So And then I saw more and more parallels between these waves. They have the same characteristics and um, uh, they solve the same problem. Um, and finally, I can could map all the seven waves of biology on waves that we are going through uh, with our humanity, but on a different level in a higher speed. C-Suite Radio. So then right, you mentioned the social media revolution. Right now we're in the machine learning revolution. And then the final wave, I mean, you have, so is the seventh wave the final wave? I mean, what yeah. happens after the seventh wave? Um, technology and, and biology is going through S-curves. So it's developing in, in the beginning very slow, mm -hmm. and eventually it's going faster, faster, exponentially fast, and then it slows down and matures. Okay. And that's also happening uh, in with, with our humanity and technology. I think within the seventh wave, it will mature. Mm -hmm. And then we will go to the next level. So what I discovered is that this pattern uh, is starting on a subatomic level. So subatomic particles form atoms. Atoms form uh, molecules. Molecules mm -hmm. form cells. Cells form organisms and organisms form humanity. So I think the next big um, uh, wave will start after we have completed the seventh wave uh, here on Earth. Ah. And that's where Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk is already uh, working on mm -hmm. uh, outer space. So ah. I think uh, we have completed a new cell, a new Unit, wow. and we will go to Mars and other planets. Uh, to uh, really, you think that? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Hmm. Guess you'll we'll have to write another book, right? Have to get out yeah, there. a lot of books. <laughs> the next wave. Um, we mentioned the seventh wave. We should say was the creative revolution, and just how is that different from what we're doing now? Yeah, I think the the, the sixth wave is about is, is a parallel with the neocortex brain. Mm -hmm. So it helps us to learn new things, like we right. can do with the neocortex brain. And the latest latest development in organisms is the prefrontal, prefrontal cortex brain that helps us to imagine things, uh, see things that are not yet there, but also execute them. So we can imagine a house and we can, we can build a house. And I say uh, that will also happen on a humanity level. So we will have uh, augmented reality or virtual reality systems in the future that uh, help us to visualize things on a humanity scale and also execute them with co-creation platforms and stuff. What does that mean? What do you mean by this? I'm trying to figure out the seventh wave. So we're visualizing, let's say, a, a farm or something. Well, what? As, uh, the next space station, our next big city, uh, um, huge things. Um, 
I think within a couple of years, 10 or 20 years from now, we will have we will be empowered by technology on such a high level that we can do everything we want. I think when we are there, then there's nothing to stop us from being ultimately creative. Yeah. Uh, so I, I named it the Creative Revolution because okay. uh, everyone will be able to do extraordinary things uh, okay. with the help of technology. Because I was going to ask you, you know, what do you think the future will look like? 10 to 15 years from now? Yeah, what I think is technology will enable the individual people uh, to do extraordinary, extraordinary things. So um, you already see it today. If you have a driving license in a car, you can drive Uber, you can earn your money. You don't mm-hmm. need a large organization or something. If you have an apartment or an empty room, you can earn money with uh, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So more and more of these online platforms will start to exist and uh, empower individual people to earn money with, with something they really like. Yeah. So I think we will go to a society where people can do what they really like to do. So follow their purpose. Yeah. The technology will enable you to do that. Right. What do you say to the technology phobes out there? I mean, it, you have to get on board, right? I mean, maybe to some of the baby boomers and the older generation. There are even some younger generation, not many, but who are who fear technology. I mean, yeah. they're going to get lost in the dust. Some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I advise people to embrace technology because um, the technology developments are a natural thing. Mm-hmm. It's not an, uh, an aggressive thing or a thing that's against us. It's it's uh, it's work with us. It's a force for good. Technology in the next ten years will be more human-like, so we can talk to machines. They will understand our emotions. Really. So even people who are not digital digital natives, they can interact with very advanced technology uh, a couple of years from now. So I think it will be available for more and more people. People with disabilities, people who are blind or deaf, oh. uh, they can do more and more things enabled by smart technology. I'm picturing. I know you're not from here, but I'm picturing there's a robot in the Jetsons cartoon series where you could talk to them. Yeah, yeah, but it's <laughs> already possible. Yeah. But I think technology will go so fast, mm-hmm. exponentially fast, that in the next five years, you can have deep conversations with these kind of technologies. Wow, fascinating. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, going back to what you talked about with these, you know, waves of change and you, these surfers like Uber and Airbnb and the like, they know when to ride these waves of change. Will companies become obsolete who don't embrace these or anticipate these waves of change? I mean, and how do they do? How do you anticipate? First, to recognize the pattern. Yeah. And just like a surfer, if you see when the next wave will rise, mm-hmm. uh, then you're able to catch the wave. And that's the same as for companies. You have to see, to get feeling for technology. Don't be afraid of it. To embrace it. Right. Uh, try new things with it. Experiment with it and see what it can do for you. Yeah. And uh, that helps you to see when the wave will be in the, in the right level to jump on it and, right. and to use it in your advantage. Yeah. And you talk a lot about anticipating that next big technological trend, which is so important. Just, you know, keep up on a daily basis because <laughs> things are happening faster, yeah. faster than ever. Um, and I did just want to follow up. People watching are probably wondering, how's your daughter doing? Oh, she's doing great. She's now seven years old. Uh, she's going to school and does ballet and gym. So uh, she's perfectly healthy uh, today. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. And, but we should say that it was your research that helped save her life. Yeah, yeah. In the hospital, and the doctors couldn't find a solution for her. So um, we tried to find out ourselves. We found new therapy and we used it on her. And after three or four treatments already, she improved uh, incrementally very fast. Amazing. So we continued. And yeah. after a couple of, after two years, they reversed the, the terminal diagnosis and she got a normal diagnosis wow. again, which was a great victory for us as oh. parents. Yeah. Gosh, a lot of our hearts are warmed. And so thank you for sort of translating the story and then putting it into a book that we can all benefit from. Yeah. So it's a terrific read and it's really very interesting, different from any other book we've had, even just the title. Uh, but I just re- truly love, you know, it took a lot of work to make the parallels between technology and biology, not an easy task. So bravo, well done on that. But it's, um, 
it's very insightful and unique. So congratulations. Thank you. And we can't wait till the next wave <laughs> yeah. to, to hear more and ride it with you. And thanks for being here. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Sweet Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.